Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you combine if you combine mm-hmm. Hawaiian and Polish, like would you get a normal, like normal to the standards of a native English speaker, normal looking word? Do either of you watch Frasier? No. I don't see that there's like uh, there's an episode in like because they're both like super haughty or whatever and he's like oh I'm trying the newest fusion restaurant it is Polynesian Scandinavian it's called mm, 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 Hahalo Vahala and honestly I would 100% that's kind of fun but yeah no I think Mahalo, I wonder if you combine Hawaiian and Polish do you get an English word because I feel like the amount of consonants and the amount of vowels balance each other out someone who understands language more than I do. Please experiment. <laughs> we should take like the um the Polish word for something and the Hawaiian word like for the same thing and try to put them together in some way. Yeah. I feel like that'd be fun. Ooh, that that's a whole separate episode. <laughs> great. Like combine just make it a little portmanteau maybe. That'll be great. That'll be fun. Although I will have to figure it one of us will have to figure out at least how to vaguely pronounce Polish words. <laughs> Which I guess will have to be me. Yeah. Or do if we know anybody who's Polish, we can have them as a guest and they can help us out. I'm Polish. I mean, technically I am. Well, I mean, like, but from like, Pol- actual, actually, like, from Polish. Yeah, obviously. Technically. From I don't mean a Polish heritage. I mean, a Polish. But yeah, no. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, Brooks, did you read either of those fan fictions I sent you? Ugh, I keep forgetting. I <clears throat> I am so spacey lately. It happens to the best of is. us. Although one of them isn't that long, so just putting that out. There. The first one you sent, right? The what we do in the shadows. Yeah, the what we do in the shadows. On because I, I started it and then I and then I got distracted and then it was a whole thing. It happens to the best. And of then us. the other one was Twin Peaks, right? Of course it was. Yeah. Which is like again, I'm blown away at how good that was because it was written like several years prior to the return and it was like literally like the original third season that never was i opened them i looked at them i think i even have a tab on my computer somewhere with one of them open boom i am honored <laughs> how's everyone doing today hi i just got a whole bunch of yarn so i'm giddy i love that for you i feel like after your run oh yeah how'd your race go oh, <laughs> Seven did degrees. you win? That's insane. Yeah, no. 
uh, it was funny because there was, um, there was the quarter marathon and then the half marathon and it was a loop race. So quarter marathons did two laps and then half did four laps. I got lapped by this guy twice, the guy that won the half marathon. And he was wearing like the shorty shorts and a tank top. Good for him. In seven degree weather. That's a good and strategy. Then, because yeah, because that makes you run faster. So you, and then you just want to get it over with to so sprint the whole yeah. thing. He finished his half marathon eight minutes after I finished my quarter. <laughs> he was so fast. He was 22. And just He just looked like one of those people who, like, just runs everywhere. Like, that, it, like, breathing to him, you know? Something but, yeah, it was, just, like, it's just one of those things where it's, like, obviously, like, any amount of time and practice into, like, any one thing is going to get you somewhere. But, like, some people are just freaking built for it. I am not. I've been told that by more than one doctor who says I do not have the joints for running. And yet here we are. And yet here you yeah. are. A pretty we good were like, runner. probably not do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And now yeah. I'm signing up for two half marathons. I need to foam roll so bad. I today I was hurting. I need I am ser I seriously need to foam roll like really, really uh, bad. Uh -huh. Like I know after this I'm gonna make food and while food is cooking I am laying on the floor and just you roll it sliding out. everywhere. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad you said that. I should probably do that later. I was at the gym doing squats earlier and just the pain, like, in my quads. Oh, my God. I almost fell into the Potomac yesterday. Huh. <laughs> because, so, I was on my run. And um, when you, like, run by the Martin Luther King Memorial and then around to the Jefferson Memorial, you are running along the water. But, like, there's no railings. Like, there's no... It's it's sort of a sidewalk. Like, there's benches. But it's, it was also very icy. And I knew going into it, I was like, this is so stupid. But I'm definitely going to do it anyways. Because where else am I going to run? And I did. And at one point, I, I just started, like, sliding. And I had no way of, like, counter sliding. And then, I don't know. I mean, I managed not to fall yeah. in. But it was pretty close. That's good. <laughs> good that you Fun. You can, like, see your life flash before your eyes. Mm -hmm. You hate being on solid ground. It's good. It was, no, and and the terrifying thing was, like, it was the slowest slide ever, but I had no other place to get traction. So, like, I, I could only just watch and hope that it stopped. Oh, my God. The Time's other morning, when I was going into work, like, there was the lightest dusting of snow on the ground, but the snow hadn't been predicted the snow was predicted for the next morning, so I like I was like going places when like there was like it was still just like, uh, like snow like salt down, no plowing, no nothing, and I like was going well under the speed limit and everything. I literally slid through a stop sign. I've done that before. It was. Yeah. Not I've, I've fun. definitely. It was not fun. It was I, rather terrifying. I've definitely slid through a couple stop signs just because yeah. weather conditions. It's it, it it is really scary because you're prey because like if the if the intersection if it's not a four way stop yeah, no, no. nobody's stopping I mean, like, you nobody's really, expecting like, you. Thankfully, it was really like you know it was really early in the morning and like that's part of the reason why the roads were as bad as they were. No one was going anywhere. Oh, that's where I did when I was on my way home from work while I was living in New York. Like my work is uphill from my house, and it was really bad snow. And we got stuck late, and literally, I like just slid half the way down, and like, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem with um, like, cause Geneseo, 
city of Genesee was built into just a big hill. Like the whole campus is a hill. Yeah. And so, and then my parking lot is like partway down the hill and I have to go uphill up to main street. And it's a hill that's like, you know, that steep. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty intense. And when it gets really snowy, I'm always like, okay, come on, we oh, can I do have, this. I have seen like, not even in like a car sense. I have seen people eat shit on that hill. The one that's right in front of Dodie? Mm-hmm. It's yep. bad. Well, I have to go up every time. There's no other way to get where I need to go. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah. Although, in the winter, it was always nice when I, like, had classes where I would either, like, slowly, very slowly work my way up the hill, like, through buildings. So, like, all those, like, all the, like, like wells to Irwin and everything, mm -hmm. that's all connected. Mm -hmm. where it'd be like oh i have one class and now i just have to go up like two flights of stairs for the next class and then by the end of the day i would like be at the top of the hill and just like be able to go home that was nice nice with like zero the other terrifying exertion. thing is the other thing that's just really scary is my car weighs all of like eight pounds so when there's all the snow on the road it's like a surfboard yeah and i just... do i do have where's it gonna go i don't know it's, that's a, it's the, an that adventure that way struggles of my car and i love my car like i have a little mm -hmm. nissan Sentra. It gets like great fuel efficiency has enough fun little features without like being insane but as soon as there's snow on the ground it's just like we are slip sliding away <laughs> That's why it's fun going down that hill at Geneseo because, you know, I'm coming into work and it's all snowy. I get to, like, Tokyo drift into the parking lot. I love that for you. Just... I am literally so sad that while I was at Geneseo, I never stole a tray from the dining hall and went sledding on it. Would be a good college memory. That would be a good college memory. Never did it. I never did either. Oh, okay. Well, now I feel a little better. <laughs> Although one time we did um, put a bunch of tarps on a hill on campus and covered it with cheap dish soap and used it as a slip and slide. God, I wish that were me. I could not get the smell of cheap dish soap with me. My hair just smelled like horrible, like dollar store dish soap for days, I swear. I'm gonna say worth it. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Um, what oh my god, today at work, as I was just like, what, we were working outside all day which was freezing but um we were like you know just walking around like the the site where we were like doing all the stuff with the crane and my boss was like oh yeah so i i learned that your favorite dinosaur is brontosaurus i was like did you like did you listen to the podcast he was like yeah just a couple minutes so thanks boss man for giving us some clicks <laughs> it's appreciated it's wild sometimes Forget people actually listen to me yeah but also because like you know how you know like every time someone says like oh like you know you like something that you like did or were involved in or like you're like oh yeah here like here's this thing i did and everyone's like oh yeah i'll check it out you know they're not gonna check it out yeah so like i forget that like sometimes people might so yeah. that's kind of cool it's like obviously i know we're being recorded when we do this and yet sometimes i forget and i think we're just like hanging out <laughs> I mean that is the vibe I like to create. So I mean, oh yeah, I guess it's I guess it's good that you do. Yeah, it's like if Seinfeld was a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like people just today again. Somebody asked me, so like, so what's the podcast about? And I'm like, um, we just uh, argue about stupid things. That's, that's basically we simply it. have a conversation. Yeah, and and then I provide example questions, 
And uh, like the example I mentioned today was the one that we was a couple weeks ago, we talked about square versus triangle pizza. And he was like, well, that's just a matter of opinion. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you got to defend your opinion. Yeah, the one I usually go to when I'm like attempting to explain this podcast to people is like our Pop-Tarts ravioli and like how many holes are in a straw. And if some, and usually if a boomer is asking me about it, the default question I always, like the example I always give is pineapple on pizza. Because, mm. like, that's such a universal source of, like, vitriol. I feel like we had a pretty uh, intriguing and well-reasoned conversation about hard versus soft tacos. I enjoyed that. I did <laughs> enjoy that. And actually, was I on that one? I don't remember. You were here. That was the week it was just me and Bridget. Oh, okay. yeah. You were on the road. Oh, yeah. But I think, um, actually, the first question we have is Zach. You sent it to the group chat and on Twitter. It was me. It was great. And actually, here, hold on. Let me pull it up. We just quick. roll with it. Are y'all proud? I was keeping up with the... Uh... Oh my god, yeah. You were. I was I, like... I think I might be a little behind again, but... No, you were killing... You were, I was good. like, this is on Instagram again. Oh my god. Yeah, I was really proud of myself. I was yeah. like, if I just keep up as I go, then on... I don't have to... <laughs> On on both platforms too, yeah. it it really is the clean as you go method. Like, right. okay, here we go. So the tweet that Zach sent to our group chat that we will be discussing was by Twitter user at Coedine Fridge. Nice. How do we know what dinosaurs sound like? Someone just made up dinosaur noises and we just rolling with it. No, no, no. no. Wait, we we gotta make sure that's right. Um, oh, first of all, yeah, Codeine Fridge is a legendary name. Um, rolling with it. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, no, oh, we gotta make so sure that we get it. Just rolling with it. Oh. Yeah, just rolling go. with it. Okay. So then I kind of have some, like, sub points for this tweet to, like, give us a starting point for the discussion. Did they just, do we think that people have just made up sounds, or did they somehow make an educated guess? And if they did just make them up, how do we think they did? Did they do a good job? They're not just made up. Yeah, I feel like they're they can't be. They're based on anatomy. The structures of the bones that they've uncovered. Yeah, it makes sense. They can actually, like, recreate the, like, the vocal box of dinosaurs based on the remains that they found. Wait. Yeah, there was everybody actually, knows there was that the larger the dinosaur, the scarier it is, and the scarier it is, the louder it had to be. I mean, that that's just science. You can't make it up. Shout out to the person who responded to this tweet in two tweets. Based on bone structure, scientists can figure out the placement of the vocal cords and the larynx to determine the sounds they made. Same person responds to their own tweet. I actually have no idea if this is true. I'm lying. <laughs> That was me. It was me. Yeah. But, like, that sounds right. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It, it might have been just some fictional TV show. I honestly can't remember, but I, I watched something at some point where they actually, like, 3D printed what the vocal box of, I want to say it was a T-Rex, would have no, been shaped, like, no. based have on... Have you seen that one where it's, like, it's like a mummy? They like 3D printed a mummy's vocal cords to like figure out what it's yes. like, but it's 
just I don't even remember what like the voice scream. was. But it's like ah. it's just like ah. And like I'm like how many billions of dollars of like research went into this and all we have is ah. I forgot about that. That's great. I will link that. That's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Because yeah. there's like so much build up too. It's like oh, we put all this work in, like all this research. Ah. Science but, I mean, amazing. that's basically what they have done with dinosaurs, I think. Yeah, okay, I buy it. Again, we're just, we're not discussing this as scientists, we're discussing this as idiots on yeah. Twitter. I consume such a weird mix of, like, fictional and non-fictional content that yeah, I... Sometimes it blurs a little bit. Where, yeah, who knows where I got that. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, based on fossils, they have to be able to at least, like, get an idea. Yeah. I was trying to think about, like, other noises that reptiles make, and I really can't think of any. I cannot think of one reptile that makes a noise. I can just, like... Geckos. Huh? Geckos. Mm-hmm. What, what noise do they make? geckos make really cute noises. They make, like, these funny little... Especially, like, their, like, no-touch-me-I'm-angy noise is, like, this adorable little squeak-type thing. It's like... Wait, are... Leeches <laughs> are... I love Lichianus geckos. They have no brain. Yeah, I guess they are. They have That's nothing cool. between those yeah. eyes but Wait. air. And I love them so much. Beautiful eyes. It's mesmerizing. Interesting. So okay. Yeah. I, I'll also include I a really... video of some leeches making their angie sounds because it's so cute. It's adorable. It's like you know they're mad, but they're so cute. With but them. you want to keep poking them because they keep eh. making the noise. Eh. Love them. Unless the gecko walks on two legs, then it says 15 minutes could save you 15% more car insurance. Correct. Anyway. That's true. It's yeah, true. No, I'm, I'm, it is. But um, I'm also trying to think of other reptiles that make noise that aren't just geckos. Because geckos have their little squeaks and their like funky like little like noises. I feel like there have to be. Like, don't beardies make some sort of noise? I think they probably can. Hiss? Oh, well, snakes hiss. Yeah. That's have that. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forget that was an obvious one. I didn't mention it. Yeah, I... Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if a lot of bigger lizards make noise and what that noise would be. Because, like... Tegus, skinks, I have no idea. But they seem like they no, would. No, chickens make noise. Monitors. Monitors Apparently chickens to. are closely related. The only sounds bearded dragons make are subtle hissing noises when they are upset. Okay. So similar to snakes. They really don't do much other than that. Alligators are extremely vocal animals, making loud grunts called bellows year-round, but especially around mating season. I did not know that alligators bellowed. Oh, yeah, they're loud. Alligators are very loud. Do you think that sharks would be embarrassed if they knew we could see them coming? <laughs> I'm going to say maybe. Are, are they sentient? I don't know I don't that know. I think they are, but if they were, so, I, mean, they be. I just don't know if they know that their fin is sticking up. I think and we they can like 100% see them coming. 
they have to be able to feel that. They have, like, they're, they're a fish. They have to be able to feel that part of them is out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, think of all the times cats think they're hiding from you when, because their eyes are hidden. Yeah, yeah when, when, like, your husky just gets, sticks their face in the couch. Yeah. Oh my God, I love when dogs, can't I see love, me now. I love guilty dogs when they're, like, hiding mm -hmm. their face, or, like, they stick their face in the couch. It's like, nope, didn't do it. Don't mm -hmm. see it. We love, we love, we love a guilty pup. It's adorable. But yeah, I feel as though yeah. sharks, maybe, maybe they can tell they're out of the water, but also, like, does it matter to them? Because I don't think they're, like, they're not sentient. Or at least, you know, not to a high degree. They're definitely have, they, I mean, I would say they have a little more brain well, function no, going like, on than, like, another fish. No, I mean, sharks are, sharks are sentient and really smart. I just want to know if they know that they kind of give away their position every time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're just hoping you won't notice because it's so small compared to the rest of their yeah. body. This is also very true. But there are sharks, but there are plenty of sharks that don't, like a whale shark. That's not coming, like, up to the surface. Okay, but can you imagine having a hammer as a head? No. You just straight up. I mean, it's not a literal hammer. You can't, like... Use it for a nail, that'd probably go great. <laughs> That's probably what they probably want you could. to think. Well, because it's, it's it's bone, bone, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but it would still, like, break the skin. <laughs> I mean, it's a shark. <laughs> it's not like you're going to be, like, working a construction job because you're, you know, you have this built-in tool you can use. Apparently on one of the two days that I was not at work, my boss tried to use, like, was using, like, a pipe wrench to try and, like, I don't even know what the hell they were trying to do. Get something unstuck that was very stuck. And he had the brilliant idea to put, like, a crowbar or something in the handle of the pipe wrench and try to get more leverage that way. And it, like, flew, like, flew off and spun around a couple times, whacked him in the head. He had to get five stitches. And the pipe wrench broke. This man got in a fight with a wrench and won. He won, but at what cost? Yeah. So, I leave for two days. I'm gone for two days and this is what happens. By the way, my search has indicated that most lizards are only capable of hissing. Uh, and geckos are the chattiest of the common species, communicating with a variety of chirps, squeaks, and clicking sounds. Fair enough. Chirping is used to define territory and also as a mating call. <clears throat> love geckos. Also love frogs, but that's not a reptile, so that doesn't help us. Oh man, fun frog noises. Oh my god. I want to get a frog. I want. There's so many different types of frogs I want, but I can't get frogs until I have a separate room for the frogs. Because I can't deal with the screaming at 3am. Like, Elphaba already, like, regularly gives me a heart attack by just like falling off of her per various perches like as I'm about to go to sleep. I can't we, I can't deal with that. You gotta get you a diurnal snake, not a nocturnal snake. I mean, yeah. Too late. I'm attached. 
just like using the word diurnal. It's a good word. Um, so I guess since we've settled on, they definitely did make an educated guess. How do we think they did? I mean, intuitively, it seems not far off from what you would think. I mean, like what I see. I mean, like, like, I mean, technically, this is my only frame of reference because we don't still have dinosaurs, which is super disappointing. But when I see a dinosaur in a movie and they have it making noises, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I like, I buy that. Like this is Toy Story. The, like, in, like, you know, the various Jurassic Park movies, like, the sounds like the, you know, for example, like, brontosauruses are making, it's definitely different from, like, the velociraptor, like, hissy type thing. And for each of those, it seems right. So I think they did a good job. I I think it is based on the anatomy of, you know, the remains that they found. But also, like, we do still have dinosaurs. They're called birds. This is true. And so maybe they use somewhat of, like, the bird anatomy to fill in some of the gaps. I believe that. Okay. All those I buy that. Again, not a scientist. Neither am I. I'm probably totally wrong. But that's what we're here for. I just know birds are dinosaurs. We're here to be publicly wrong for your entertainment. Good stuff. I mean, they have stuffed had. pterodactyls at Wegmans right now. <laughs> I saw them yesterday and I got really excited. I'm like, that's a dang pterodactyl. Like, I wish we still had dinosaurs. God, how awesome would that be? To have our homes regularly crushed by monstrosities? To be stepped okay, on? Let me, put, let me put it this way. I want to be one of the people <laughs> that goes to Jurassic Park on one of the days where nothing happens. Oh, you want to have them in, like, a zoo. You don't yeah. want them just running about. Like, the first, like, uh, the first Jurassic World, where, like, they had, like, the whole functioning park. I want to be one of the people that goes there on a day where nothing bad happens. How much would that slap? I mean, yeah, but then there's always that risk that they could, uh, get out somehow. Okay, but, but like, by the time that I'm gone, and it's not my problem. Do you guys follow the Jurassic Park updates Twitter account? No, mm-hmm. oh my god. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I will have to check this out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I want to be one of the people that goes there on a day where nothing happens. It sounds great. Mm. Jurassic Park, one of the biggest names in dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> one of yeah, one of the others. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just reading this Twitter account. Fair enough. Yeah, I gotta say, no matter how many movies we have, like, telling us that it's a bad idea to, like, break, like revive the dinosaurs, uh, please. There's also something about, like, bringing them back just to keep them captive for our amusement. That also feels a little sad. Don't make me think critically about this. I just want to see Big Lizard. (laughs) I just want to see Big Lizard. It'd be cool to do that just so we could actually know more about them. Like, from a scientific standpoint, I think it'd be cool. 
Do we have anything else we would like to say about dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, sharks? Sharks have been around for longer than dinosaurs. Yeah, I kind of like that, um, like, animals like sharks and, like, crocodilians, evolution has been just like, yeah, no, I think I got, I think we got that one first try. Like, first draft was, was good enough. What about tardigrades? You're gonna have to refresh my memory on what that is. Tardigrades? Oh, they're so bizarre, man. They've been around well before the uh, dinosaurs. Is this? They're um. I don't know how to describe them. Let me just Google this. Hold on. Yeah, Google it. Cause they've been around for like six hundred million years. They're they're like scientists just don't understand. What is that? Yeah. Tardigrade. <laughs> no, I know. I'm looking at it now. Wait, no, don't they have the? It's like the, they have the funky little name. It's like something bear. Little water bear. Yeah. Wasserbar. German. What are these things? Yeah, they're like indestructible or something. They're also called immortal piglets. Yeah. They are indestructible, immortal beings that have been around since before the dinosaurs. Oh, there's this weird. This is going to be an episode with a lot of links in the description. There's this weird jellyfish that, like, once it gets to a certain point, like once it gets to like a certain age, it just like reverses its aging process. It's just like, yeah, no, I've had enough. I'm going to go back the other way. I want a pet jellyfish so bad. Like they're so soothing to look at. Right. Oh my god. Like, literally jellyfish in, like, a lit tank. Oh, my God. I could watch them just vibe forever. And I wouldn't feel bad about it because they don't have brains. No, you know what I think is a, an absolutely fantastic idea that, like, I'm sure plenty of people do this? Just, like, just just eat a, eat a, eat a brownie. Eat a brownie. Wink, wonk. And then go to an aquarium. And just, just watch. Oh, my God. Alex I feel like that'd be a in... really relaxing experience. Alex and I were in an aquarium down south, and I, I don't remember if I told the story, but if I did, probably wasn't on, on there. But, like, there was an exhibit, and it was, like, these open jaws, and then in these open, like, you know, fossil jaws, or, like, like massive. But yeah. but then inside of it were these, like, lights, and they were just, like, glowing and swirling, and we, we were, like, what is that? We were, like, look, went in, and we were, like, looking at these things, trying to figure out what they were, and, like, for they looked like, like, for the life of us, we couldn't figure out what it was. And then we went out, and we read, and it was, like, see how you just walked in the mouth of this of all these teeth to look at these lights? That's basically how these predators, like... That's how they get you. Learn, pray. And I was like, wow, like we felt so dumb because we totally fell for it. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, but I think that would be an incredibly relaxing experience. If Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Someone were to either eat a brownie or smoke a joint and then just go hang out at an aquarium and watch all the fishies. I want to eat a brownie and talk about Pangea. I've been on a real Pangea kick lately. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I could do that. I'm not against it. Tardigrades, man. I, what funky little boys. I love them. They, they can, they've been shown to survive in a dry state with no water for nearly 10 years. Like, uh, can withstand 1,000 times more radiation than other animals. Do they, are these... Um, these... They're the first known animal to survive after exposure to outer space. Thank God. As I said, they're indestructible. It's wild. You know. I mean, they're they're micro, they're tiny, tiny little things. Yeah. Not really like microscopic organisms have life figured out. Like they, they can just be vibing. A few minutes at 304 degrees Fahrenheit, a few days at negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit, a few minutes at negative 458 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, how? No, okay, things like that. You know what else trips me out? That there is some form of, like, mold or fungus or whatever. Like, you know uh, what the thing in Chernobyl, like, in Chernobyl, like, it's, it's just, like, mass of like melted down like reactor core and spent fuel rods and like various materials from the building it's called the elephant's foot and it is so radioactive that they literally cannot even get a picture of it they had to like roll in a robot to look at it with a mirror and even then the film is almost so like it's so visibly corrupted already with a mirror? Is it like a fucking basilisk or something? Yeah, like how? Because like, how, that, like they couldn't get they couldn't get any closer. Insane. They had to like look around a corner with a mirror because they physically could not get any closer with their equipment. And like, I guess somebody discovered that there's just some mold or fungus or whatever that's just like eating it. It's just snacking on it. Downright terrifying. We need to train tardigrades to work together to operate cameras. Amazing. Incredible. But yeah, no, like, that, like, trips me out so much, because, like, this is literally, like, the most, like, dangerous, toxic, radioactive sludge. And some, like, heretofore unknown type of mold is just, like, delicious. Finally, some good fucking food. Yo, I want to, like, pit the chernobyl plant versus a tardigrade yeah 
Chernobyl mode. It's like it's like if there was ever like a Nokia phone of animals, that's it. Yep. And I just want to see it go head to head with like straight up nuclear waste. I dig it. That sounds fun. Tardigrades can go without food or water for more than 30 years. Only to later rehydrate, forage, and reproduce. <laughs> like, they're aliens. They, it's the only Yeah, no, that aliens. has to be it. It's not a real thing. Are they like eels in the fact that we have no idea how they make other tardigrades? Oh, did you look into that? Yeah, I am... We talked about it, I forgot about that. Now we're just talking about a bunch of weird, like, sea life, and I'm having a great time. This is fantastic. Right. Again, how- we've definitely brought up the eel thing before. How do we not know? How have we not just put a male and a female eel in a tank and waited for there to be more eels? It doesn't seem that hard to figure out. Maybe they're shy and they won't do it. Yeah. They're eels! Yeah. Yeah. I was just double checking it. Yeah, we don't know how they. They have theories, but they don't know for sure. Tardigrades or eels, or both? Uh, eels. Tardigrades, they do know. They like think they have like eggs and whatnot. What are the theories for eels? Uh. The leading theory is that they reproduce by external fertilization in which clouds of sperm fertilize free-floating eggs. Oh, so like frogs. I mean, so that would explain, like, so even if they were in the same tank, they would be releasing, like, the reproductive materials, and so they might not be able to actually see that. Oh, yeah. I don't really know. I'm not an eel scientist. Again, I think this is, again, just put them in a tank and film it. They say it's mysterious because researchers have been unable to find their breeding grounds and still haven't observed mating in the wild or found a single eel egg. Explain. That is weird. Make it make sense. Yeah. This is just a fun little journey into, like, weird science. I'm having so much fun. Man. Eel production has- reproduction has been observed in captivity. Okay, and what did they observe? What the eel doing? Yeah, what the what eel, the eel doing? doing? <laughs> Eels in captivity. Huh. Weird. Weird what? <laughs> no, just the whole thing. Yeah, that's so whack. Yeah. What a world They're we like, live in. Yeah, what a world we live it, in, full of such strange it's creatures. It's insane that there's life at the bottom of the sea. Oh my like god, like all those weird little surface. things that like live near like the like the vents in the Marianas Trench or whatever. There's 50 tons of pressure yeah, down just there. Yeah, chilling down there. No, okay, and that's like, like part of the reason why blobfish look like that when you take them up. Because mm -hmm. they like rapidly depressurize and they don't have like anything to keep them in shape because they don't they don't need anything to hold themselves together when they're down there with however many thousands of pounds of pressure just squeezing them at all times. Yeah. It's like differences in gravity in a way. They just look like normal fish. Yeah, no, like the blobfish coming up to the surface is like astronauts coming back from space. Yeah. 
but like if they went there without a spacesuit. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I was like, "How did we get here?" Oh, dinosaurs! Yeah, this is great. <laughs> I'm having an awesome time. Do we want to move on, or do we just want to keep going down this rabbit hole? Because it's either way. I'm excited. Additions. Uh, Fair enough, uh, Brooks. You've Fair been enough. popping off with the questions in the document lately. You, like, added, like, 20 or, like, 20-something at a time, and they have all just been bangers that I'm excited to talk about. And this one, I think, could be, like, a hot debate. Are ebooks better than paper books? No. No, they are not. Absolutely not. Okay. That's not fair, though, because we're all a bunch of nerds. We are all a bunch of nerds. And here's the thing. I'm going, to, I'm going that. to say, in defense of ebooks... There's arguments both sides. Like, it is a lot lighter than carrying around, say, like, War and Peace. Hundreds of books! Yeah, and you you can take an entire library with you if you're traveling. That is kind of helpful. Yeah, but here's the thing. Can you put your laptop on top of your Kindle? No, you cannot. No, you cannot. And also... Because right now... Does your Kindle give you the smell? Oh it no! You don't get that new book smell. You get or that plastic old book smell. smell. Both of them are good. Or old book smell. Yo, just books just smell good. Yeah, books <laughs> be smelling great. But there's something too about like being able to actually see your progress. It's so satisfying like, when you see the book getting further and further. Oh, it's great. Oh, I love it. And something about holding it in your hands is nicer. Yes, especially when it's like a really nice like hardcover copy of something, especially if it's like a fit like a per personal favorite. Like, I have so yeah. many different copies of Good Omens. I have a copy that I, like, wrote a bunch of stuff in. And I have, like, a nice hardcover copy. Oh, love her. Now, okay, no. here is the real question. Paperback versus audiobooks. Because I, I am... Activity at the time. What was that? I think it just depends on your activity at the time. Agreed. Yeah. I think that audiobooks have their place, for mm -hmm. sure. And I'm a diehard like, um, audible. <clears throat> one of the audio dramas I listened to, Welcome to Night Vale, they did, like, they had, like, a... They published a book that's, like, a continuation of the story. But they had an audiobook that was, like, read by, like, you know, the same guy that narrates all the podcast episodes and, like, all the people who voice different characters. I'm like, well, I've been listening to this for how long now? It feels kind of sacrilegious to, like, not continue the story listening to it. So I never bought the book. I just downloaded the audiobook, and it smacked. So, I mean, yeah, no, they definitely have their place. And The other thing is if you're reading a book read by the author, like A Promised Land, oh, my God. To hear, mm -hmm. like, not just to read the stories of Barack Obama, but to hear him tell them. Same with Becoming. Same with Shortest Way Home. Same with Kamala Harris's book, honestly, although I don't remember what it's... Oh, The Truths We Hold. Sorry. I heard... Like, like, like her book was fine, but... But the, the Obamas and the Buttigieg book really stood out to me. I like it. Yeah, no, and also there are some audiobooks that, like... They, like, pick, like, a really good person to read them. Like, I think, Zach, you were, like, showing me 
this because I said you should like you should do a Steve, like you should read a Stephen King book and it he, and mm. I was like oh you should read Pet Cemetery and you sent me a screenshot it was narrated by like Michael C Hall hello <laughs> like that's such a great choice hello Luna oh not Luna Nix. I remember hello, the name <laughs> of the person who read say nothing but they they were they had like the perfect accent for it phenomenal I dig. Actually, now I'm curious, who reads the Harry Potter books? They're definitely on Audible. Oh, yeah, that one guy's like... I know the guy you're talking about. He's like... Oh, my God. When I was in grade school, we were, like, listening to sections of it in my art class once while we were just, like, working on our little drawings. I listened to the audiobooks when I was a kid, and they were, like, on tape. Yeah. So the one on Audible, at least, is narrated by Jim Dale. Yeah, no, I'll have to give that a Google, because, like, I don't, like, he's rather, like, that, that specific, like, that specific guy reading them is rather beloved. I don't really listen to audiobooks. I, I generally prefer to read them, and then I'll listen to podcasts when I have something, yeah, yeah. just listen to something. Yeah, no. And so I, I definitely prefer to read rather than listen. Yeah, no, I <laughs> usually read, but again. Time and place. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, ebooks, you really can't beat the convenience because of the portability. Yeah, no. You have the ability to, like, um, jump easily to different, you can, like, look for certain words when you want to find a certain passage easily. Yeah, and I mean, um, like, an ebook is going to take up way less space in your bag than a copy of, like, War and Peace. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also just something very comforting about having a ton of books. Oh my god, I know, I love that. Around. I get, like, um, sort of attached to them, mm-hmm. like they're my kids, you know? Fall asleep with books. I get very attached to my books. Yeah, I was oh, always you know, a I, so, so much of my childhood was spent, like reading up past my bedtime and like listening to make sure i couldn't hear anyone coming up the stairs so i could like shut my light off real quick and pretend i was asleep i like lived at the local library and at the school library and i would always be like the first person to finish assignments in class and so i'd always have a book so i could oh my like, god i know it was great <sighs> i miss independent reading time mm-hmm. and just it's just it's nice and being able to like go to bookstores and things, especially used bookstores, and try to find those like little treasures. I love a good used bookstore. Yeah. The vast majority of my books are from used bookstores. Beautiful, wonderful, incredible. We love usually them. because they're also often um, like independent businesses too, unlike you know Barnes and Noble or something like that. So there's that aspect too. It's good stuff. It's just it's different to be able to hold it in your hand downside you don't know where the paper came from and they could be filled with bastion narada that's a doctor who (laughs) this is very true and they you gotta count the shadows you gotta watch out because the bastion narada will eat you right down to the skeleton (laughs) i think it's the first time no, Doctor Who definitely got brought up with Maddie, but we never got into specifics. So I think that's the first time that's actually, like, referenced an episode. I figured, you know, Silence in the Library. If I, well, that's a two-parter. That's the first one, Silence in the Library. That's a real good two-parter. Yeah. 
my favorites. I actually just rewatched it recently. I'm so behind on Doctor Who. I really gotta work on it. There's a lot of things I gotta work on. Maybe we were already being super nerdy about books. I might as well reference. Yeah, we yeah. might as well just like. You gotta go all in. I dig. All right. Yes. Yeah, no, that didn't get as contentious as I thought it was going to get. No, we're we're too nerdy. This is true. This is very true. Um, so I guess last one is Wiley Coyote the victim rather than the Roadrunner. I'm gonna say no. And here's my reasoning. The Roadrunner does seem to take a take a lot of joy in um violently thwarting Wiley Coyote's plans. However, yeah. This would not be happening if he were not trying to eat the Roadrunner. He is bringing it on himself. Yeah, but, like, a coyote, that's just a predatory animal. You know, yeah. it's got to eat to survive. It's a carnivore. What's it going to do? You know, it's got to, it's just doing what it's got to do to survive. Whereas, yeah. well, how realistically um, the Roadrunner is because it's Looney it's Tunes. Just cool. Huh? How realistically are we going to be talking about this? Because it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, because you're like, oh, he's trying to kill him. Like, yeah, but there's reason for that. You I don't know, think that like... there. I don't really think that there is a victim between the two of them. Yeah, they're both just doing what they have to do. And it's if that involves time. painting a tunnel on the side of a mountain, then that's what you got to do. I mean, yeah, talk, Looney Tunes is actually like like the old Looney Tunes are actually so funny. No, they are really they're good. Fantastic. Yeah, like I will still watch them. Oh, absolutely! I, I haven't I in a while, watch, but like, if Tom somebody, like... it is simply entertaining. I don't know the, the way that I see it. I don't think either of them is a victim per se, or either of them is a villain. The coyotes yeah. just doing what coyotes do and trying to eat, uh, which you know, obviously people and animals don't want to be eaten. So the Roadrunner's gonna protect himself, but at the same time, it's like he doesn't have to do it in such a cruel way. He's delighting in it. Yeah. So one of them is motivated just by eating and surviving, the other one is motivated by cruelty, essentially. Yeah. The Roadrunner's faster. He's not gonna be caught. He could just run away and it would be fine. But he's like, no, I'm gonna be uh, a dick about it. Question Do we know what the Roadrunner is? I, wait, wait. I would actually say that the whole, like, the Roadrunner being that extra is like strategically smart because you are trying to disincentivize the coyote from coming after you. Because if, if, if you just run away, then the coyote comes after you again. But if you keep making it so painful, you're going to get the coyote to go after something else. But I mean, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, how many times, talking, I mean, years about and years ago. Yeah. Well, well, we can't dismiss it like that, though, because otherwise, why are we talking about it? Point taken. Right? Because, like, it, he does it over and over, so it's clearly not disincentivizing it. Yeah. Also, are there, like, no other animals in this world? It's just the two of them, so <laughs> the coyote has no other animals to prey on. But I also feel like with the two of them, they're, like, kind of back and forth. Like, oh, like it's per it's personal now. He can't just go, like, even if he, like, you know, can get other prey... Like, you gotta come back and get this fucker that's been, like, tormenting him. The Roadrunner really is, 
living in a permanent state of what the dog doing. Yeah. Okay, I need to find out what he is though. That's like, strange. do we know he's, what kind of he's bird? He's a roadrunner. Yeah, he's a roadrunner. That's a kind of bird. Oh, is it? What? I really want to meet whoever named birds because they're like the funniest oh things God, I've ever heard. They have some of the weirdest names. Oh, but he's, yeah, that's, he just, that's just straight up what's that looks. Also known as chaparral birds or chaparral. Yeah. Cool. Species of fast running ground cuckoos. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're real funky looking. They got the cool like yeah, hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Who is out there naming naming birds? I don't know, but they're having a good time. They're having a great time. Another tweet I'll have to link. It's like somebody somebody tweeted it was like people are out here naming birds things like hot breasted milf and no one does anything about it. I love that tweet. And like they're right. There's a bird called a great tit. What? Yeah. Whoever's naming birds seems to be having a lot of fun, and honestly, good for them. I don't know. I feel like there's good and bad on both sides. I don't think they're, uh... There's a clear hero or villain or victim. Yeah, that seems fair. In the there is no good or evil. There's only power. <laughs> Professor Quirrell. Um. That super deep. I don't feel bad for Elmer Fudd though. Okay. He has wait. everything coming. Everything that Bugs oh, Bunny does, Fudd he has coming. Yeah. Wait, yeah. okay. I know I totally brought this on myself and on the group because I'm the one who made the quarrel reference, but I was thinking, how did Snape not figure out, or how did Voldemort not figure out Snape was against him? Because, like, Voldemort was riding around on the back of this dude's head while Snape was saying, like, leave Harry alone. He figured he was just playing this role. No, Snape was just yeah, maybe. Because you never know who could be watching. This is true. But anyways, wait, sorry. What were we saying? Because I know I just took this hard, uh, <laughs> hard left here. Um, the Bugs Bunny is completely justified in, oh, um, yes. in any and all retaliation against Elmer yeah. Fudd. 100% agree. Yeah, it's different. Like, Wiley e. Coyote, again, just a predatory carnivore animal. He has to do that to survive. He doesn't really, you know, have much option. Elmer Fudd's doing it for funsies. Oh, yeah. Elmer Fudd got Beyond Burgers. Another fun thing I love from Looney Tunes, and somebody, like, put this, like, took this, like, gift from Looney Tunes where it's, like, a Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. They keep, like, ripping down the sign. It's, like, in-season, rabbit, in-season, duck. And then it's, like, in-season, hunter. And someone was like, this is class solidarity. <laughs> this is what class consciousness is. <laughs> season rabbit season dog season hunter and they both just look at each other like good stuff that's another show i wonder well, like why the original ever like quote unquote ended like why did the original looney tunes ever like stop 
being produced. Why did the original Muppet show ever end? They both smack. What's really fun about uh, Looney Tunes is that they're using these actual animal types, but they're way out of proportion to what they would actually be in the real world. Yeah. Like, Wiley e. Coyote and Run Run Roadrunner are, like, the same size, even though Roadrunners are, like... I know, they're tiny! You know? And then thinking about, like, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, like, what their size difference should be. Like, Bugs Bunny, if that were an actual bunny, that would be but terrifying. Was like, but, like, you know that thing that's, like, Rabbit is obsessed with giant girlfriend four times his... Like, they're, like, the little pet bunny rabbits, and then there are the big wild rabbits, like... A rabbit and a, like, an actual rabbit and an actual duck could be the same size, depending on the rabbit. Yes, but these ones are human-sized. Yeah, that is a little alarming. <laughs> I had another, oh, I had another thought. And it was something that had to do with, oh, Bugs Bunny has too much power. Because Bugs Bunny, like, culturally made the term Nimrod into an insult and Nimrod was, like, a, like, great biblical hunter. So mm-hmm. he was, like, I think he was, like, calling, like, Elmer Fudd Nimrod, like, as an, like, as a joke. But now it's just, an like, straight up an insult because of Looney Tunes. Or I haven't heard anybody use it in a long time. But still, like, too powerful. Nobody said Nimrod in 20 years i haven't heard her she told him to beat it bozo no she did not no she She is from another country (laughs) (laughs) oh john mulaney love him i couldn't remember the exact quote but but i'm glad you picked up what i was trying to put down of course of course nothing but john mulaney references between the two of us he told him to beat it bozo I haven't watched those specials in quite a while. I think I'm, I think I'm due for another another binge. Also, I want to see a crossover between, like, with Elmer Fudd versus the Killer Rabbit of Carbonog from yes, absolutely, Monty Python. Just Bugs Bunny could have defeated chance. Thanos. So was nice. Thought Easily. you were going to say Frank from Donnie Darko. <laughs> That was the first That's one in the head. But yeah, no, um, Bugs Bunny could have easily defeated Thanos, like, in, like, five minutes. Or the bunny from Holy Grail. Yeah. Oh, that, no, he, he literally would, because he would just, like, draw another dim- dimension into the side of a mountain. And then Thanos would try to go into it. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Or, or he'd, like, like, I, I don't know draw a, a gem and then put an anvil right above it. Yeah, and it, and it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those cartoons made me think anvils are so much more common than they actually are. Yeah, right? I've never seen an anvil in real life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've definitely seen an anvil in real life, but oh, like... I, I haven't, and I work, like, I work on a construction site and I've never seen an anvil. Like old-timey villages where they have a blacksmith or something. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, you, you haven't seen an anvil because it's a construction zone not from like the year 1100 this is true but like there's like a weld shop and everything i'm like surprised that like it never comes in handy but also i don't do i look like i know what actually happens at a weld shop no and i don't 
I have no idea. I, I, I know it's like sticking metal to other metal, and that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. Makes me wonder how they landed on anvils as like the standard heavy thing to drop on others. Like, because there's a lot of heavy things. Yeah. Maybe because it's like better. a fun stylized thing to draw rather than just like very heavy block. The other thing is like anvils are actually a lot smaller than I thought they were. Mm. Like I, I distinctly remember the first time I saw an anvil, I was like, "This is not as big as I thought anvils were." I think there are varying sizes because sometimes you need bigger ones when you're working bigger pieces. Sure, which is also it. entirely fair. Yeah, I mean, you could like things. you could like drop pianos on people instead. I mean, there's definitely a fair amount of that in various cartoons. Yeah. Drop a car on somebody. Isn't that how Chidi died in oh, the good, good place? place? Like, like, a it, like a, it an piano fell on them. I thought it was an air conditioner. Or maybe it was an air conditioner. I don't know, but that's another heavy thing. Good job on someone. Yeah, an air conditioner. Why do I think it was a piano? Maybe it was. Um, that's a pretty. Wait, now I'm. Okay, now I'm really curious. Now I'm Googling it. Okay. Our uh, oh, real-time fact checker. The, like, stuffed animal the MVP. Air conditioner. Air conditioner? Okay. Did I ever tell either of you guys that the stuffed animal that I had like an emotional attachment to as a child and, then, and still do, frankly, is a, like a Tweety Bird? It's adorable. It's not yellow anymore. <laughs> It hasn't been yellow for a very long time. The, the Good Place wiki actually has a list of deaths. It's the page on Just lists out every character and how they died. Amazing. There's a fair amount of that. Oh, jeez. Smacking my desk here. I think we did good today, friends. I think we did very good. Some hot takes. Some red hot takes. Thank you, friends, Agreed. for fighting with us. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we will be back again next week. Adios. Later. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.